0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. We are back, finally. (laughs) It is November 2nd, 2022, and what an episode we just witnessed. My God. Uh, We saw an incredible immunity challenge take place between Gabler and Cody, where Gabler was able to come out on top. James found a dirty bottle in the tribe's drinking water that had a clue that led to the knowledge's power advantage that was just chilling under the tribe shelter. We witnessed the first ever game of Advantage Hot Potato, as I like to call it, and we saw Vessi, more specifically Jesse and Cody, turn on their own man, Dwight, leading to his elimination. Today, I am joined by the man that I am going to dedicate the next minute to, Mr. Josh Verlin. Josh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. I'm great. If you see me looking off camera, uh, the Phillies are playing in the World Series tonight. It is game four. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm trying to focus on Survivor, but, you know, I mean, it's the World Series. So if, you, I, if I suddenly jump, you know why?
0: Did you get most of the episode today trying to watch both? Uh, no, no. I, I, you know,
1: knowing that we were filming our podcast tonight, I had the, the game cast up. You know, I figured, like, if anything, you know, if they've got bases loaded, I would switch to the game really quickly. It didn't happen. Scoreless game. Nothing really interesting happened. So it was good. I just had the game cast up. And then as soon as the episode ended, uh, game on Philly's game on the television, podcast with Randy we're good huh. but no great episode um you know i think there's definitely plenty to talk about uh good and bad but i'm very much enjoying this season and uh you know really good group of players but like Randy let's let's talk first I- i'm curious what your thoughts are because there's there's a lot we can get on this episode and this isn't the maybe the biggest <laughs> yeah. point this maybe isn't the biggest point but it's something that my wife mentioned to me as uh as she was you know leaving the room um do we like been making the merge now we've had two merge eliminations or one semi-merge elimination and
0: we're not at the jury yet oh my god are we merging I, I am loving, soon i'm loving that you brought this up because that's one of the things i put at the very end of my notes is dwight should be on the jury yeah okay i've always because i don't even under... think the
1: most interesting part of this episode was that dwight went home because no, i don't no. I, I didn't expect based on his edit, he was not going to go far yeah. Was not a, a a shocking elimination, but
0: I'm I'm surprised that he's not a jury member. Uh, I have always been under the assumption, and I know this has n- always like not been the case, even with the newer seasons, obviously. But I feel if you do the merge, everyone from the merge on should be on the jury. I feel like that should be kind of your reward for making the merge. Like if you make the merge, you're in this game until the very end, and, and that's and- how I've always felt even if i i know like way back when survivor first started they kind of did the same thing merge then first boot from the merge wouldn't be on the jury and then they would start the jury up but i hate like once you do the merge you should be on the jury especially because once the merge hits then you're talking about the
1: people that are now part of the the whole game and i think that's the natural transition point my change to this actually would be is i think we're merging too soon yeah, I think I, I think agree. we need one, maybe even two more ver- votes. If you're gonna do this fake merge thing, fine, then go one more vote, have the fake merge, then have the real merge. But this I you know, I I, I was surprised that Dwight was not the first member of the jury.
0: What are they merging out right now? Is it final twelve they've been merging?
1: They merged at thirteen. Oh, well, they merged it they merged at thirteen but and then, it then it now they're 12. merging at twelve. Yeah.
0: So I I would put the number at ten. I mean I still think that might be a little much. Personally, well, if I'm looking at 18 people, I would merge with eight people remaining. I don't know if that's not enough. That's what I would do. But I think if you're going no, to no, do no, a number remember, 10. You, I mean, you need you need three.
1: You've got a final three. Yeah. And then you want an odd number on the jury. So nine. So that's that's 12. Yeah. I, I have no okay. problem. Okay. I see, that makes it. sense.
0: It, it wouldn't make sense to have five people on the jury. with I forgot You don't want to go eight. <clears throat> And then you're
1: therefore you're not going to go seven and three. I think that's, then you're, that's, you know, they haven't done a seven person jury in forever. So but they it clearly works. like the bigger, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they like the bigger jury. I mean, they it's do, clearly, yeah. they clearly like the bigger juries. And I, and I don't think that's something that anybody's like really going to complain about, you know, it's, it's more votes, more people in the game. I, I don't really mind that. But yeah, I think, I think when you're merging and now you're saying here's everybody that gets to now see how the rest of the game breaks down, those should be the people that are on the jury. Uh, yeah, I definitely
0: it, thought it was weird and I Dwight handled it perfectly when he was going out. He's like, man, this is a bummer being out one vote before the jury. I'd be irate. Like as I'm talking to the camera, I would be like screaming at the cam- camera. I'm, I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, why am I not on the jury right now? So I could definitely see if Dwight is frustrated, but let's let's go on to the actual elimination then. And let's talk about Dwight this season. I, Josh, you were spot on with he really didn't get the edit and it never felt like, you know, sometimes we like to look past the edit ourselves because we analyze the game so much. It never felt like he really got a foothold in the game outside of maybe being aligned a little bit with Noel, but it still didn't feel like they were like a super tight two or anything. It just felt like he never found his person that he could trust moving forward. Yeah. and But I just, I,
1: everybody was saying that it felt like Dwight was playing. So based on the fact, unless everybody, you know, there was a bunch of comments, right, about Joyce playing pretty hard, He can, you know, he's working with Noel, we can get him out and hurt Noel. So clearly there was a perception of him being a player. It wasn't like a, hey, he's an easy vote because he's not doing anything and he hurts Noel. It's he's a player and he hurts Noel. So from that, I infer there that it was the edit that is making us feel this way more so than that he didn't have that place. Um, And so then when you look at the way most of this, cast has been edited compared to dwight it just sort of felt like okay this would make sense if dwight went home right now because they just haven't been setting him up at all as someone who's going to be a factor in the game uh and we have so many people who are being set up that way so at some point he needed to go because he wasn't gonna you know it, it didn't seem like he was being edited the same way as you know, I mean Carla clearly is, uh Sammy clearly Cody, is. Uh, Cody uh, Cody is Cody. Cody clearly is. Um, Gabler. Gabe, right
0: this <laughs> Gabler right now. Now that's the other thing.
1: Like uh, I thought this was a great Gabler episode yeah, for a lot yeah. of reasons. What, what what are your okay, now, you know, we, you and I were texting this week and I, I <laughs> uh i'll let you bring up my 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 comparison i'm curious now your thoughts one episode later because
0: we didn't get to speak last week on it josh i had i had the
1: flu or something awful
0: yeah uh josh is comparing uh gabler to keith what was his last name Keith nail nail i knew it started with an n uh do you guys remember keith like he played with his son at one point just a lovable would you say redneck What'd you say, Kiesel I mean, Redner? he's a, you know, he's in a good, a good, way. Son, good old southern you know what, boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Firefighter. So, yeah, great dude. From what we could tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I see the comparison. I think that Gabler is a little better at gameplay. Yes, yes. I think Keepis. this episode
1: he started to separate himself. I think yeah. the smart move of I just made a move and now I need to simmer down a little bit. The whole Gabler, uh, Al Gabler thing is like a little ridiculous in a good way, but like, he is, he's right. He needed to like, okay, I made a move. Now let me just back off a little bit. Then you win immunity. So I was like perfect Gabler episode.
0: Are we ready though to, okay. We've been talking about Gabler all season and we're just, (laughs) he is just building his stock here. Are we ready to say that Gabler is a good player with good gameplay? Because to start the year, I'll just say, you know, as we went along episode by episode, I would sit here and I would be like, okay, Gabler has some gameplay, but I I mean, I've literally said he's kind of a foolish guy who's just stumbling along here. And he actually doesn't know what he's doing. And now last couple of episodes, he won our player of the week uh, for last week. And now this week he's going to have a running to possibly go back to back in our player of the week poll. now I'm starting to be like, holy crap, Gabler might know what he's doing by playing this game because, like you said, taking a step back after making a big move, it's genius, and no one, yes, he had immunity, but no one came back to camp from at least what we saw. Obviously, they could have said it. No one came back to camp and went, ah, darn, Gabler won immunity. He would have been the next one to go for sure. No one cared. They were like, yeah, good job, Gabler. He's an
1: erratic player, but I think he's more – of a good player than he is a bad player I think that's I would that's agree clear yeah. at this point I don't think he's perfect or flawless or anything close to that but I think he's proven that he's thinking out there and he's got some physical prowess and I think generally like I don't think he's driving everybody nuts I think they're a little skeptical of him but I don't think it's like a coach situation or anybody anything where people are like oh my god this Gabler guy uh, and on top of that I think he actually is coming I think he's he seems like a really genuinely good dude like on o- outside of everything and i think he's he's certainly, definitely somebody i want to see play again and interestingly if he does play again i don't think he's someone who comes in where people are going to look at gabler and be like oh my god we need to we can't trust him i don't if you think about it the move he made against ellie was because she had gone through his bag even if she wasn't like you know, whatever, but the
0: person, who he did had, it, but right. he still had a part in it. Yeah. Right.
1: And, and he had reason. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> just some crazy, like, Oh, she looked at me the wrong way or whatever. Like he had a legit, if, if he legitimately believed she'd gone through his bag, that's a very normal reason to then want to go after somebody. So I'm not watching this as, as somebody being like, Oh, Gabler would be a nightmare to work with. I think you just have to sort of be a little careful around him, but he can be someone that you can work with in the game. So, uh, yeah if if there's someone that if they let me put it this way if there's someone that if you think when they come back would they do well and would they go farther then that would be someone who is a good player
0: no i i definitely agree uh my only thing is with gabler and we're going to talk about gabler more in this episode when we get to he's now record holder in terms of the holding up a bucket challenge i guess i don't know what the official time was but i know they got up to like at least 36 or 37 minutes or something like that yeah
1: um, are we pro talking during challenges or are we anti talking? And by we, I mean you, because yeah, I know my answer, but I'm anti. Oh, okay. I'm pro. And uh,
0: here's, here's why I'm anti just uh, to add on to this point. Uh, it feels a bit, you know, there's people out there who still feel like survivors fake. It's not people i mean i can't i haven't been out on the island i've just spoken to enough people that i i don't believe it is at all it would um, be a
1: huge conspiracy there would be like thousands of people they would have had to pay to keep that conspiracy going exactly
0: exactly but it feels a little fakeish to me um almost like i know it's not i know that's genuine answers but i don't know i'm just putting myself in that position and if jeff is talking to me i'm not gonna think one i'm not gonna think of an exact moment what this means to me at the moment i'm in the middle of holding this bucket up i'm focused Two, i might tell them to shut up in the moment because i am so focused and that's why i was like i want them to be i'm not opposed to it it doesn't ruin the episode is there, is there a difference
1: between tropes <laughs> questions and just the christian yes. yubiki style i'm just gonna talk because i That I was thinking the second one, but I, but the
0: questions. So, okay. So you're anti probes questions, but you're pro. He should not be asking questions to the castaways while they are competing. Now, if the castaways want to speak like Kubicki, who was like, you know, I'm just going to talk, Jeff. And yeah, I'm fine with that. That's on them. If they want to talk, if that helps them out, do it. If you want to distract others, do it. But I don't think Jeff should be personally, because that can break concentration. I don't know. Maybe I'm going way too far into this, but I feel like it can almost be a disadvantage. And yes, he asks everyone a question, but he's got to start with someone. And if you're in the zone and you're trying to think about that and you slip, that's kind of Jeff Probst costing you the challenge in a way. So I don't think Jeff should interact with the castaways during the challenge. Besides just doing his normal um, commentary on right, the sideline, right, right. basically,
1: no, I, I can. I'm okay with that. Yeah, because I do like when the contestants are just allowed to just go. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. I would imagine it helps. You know, gives you something to. You know, especially when you're just you're just holding on. There's only so much concentration. You just. You know, it's not like the. Um, you have to catch the balls and everything because that could be really distracting.
0: Well, that's not. We can go ahead and go into the challenge itself first off. Nice immunity necklace again. Yeah, I, I liked it. You like the design, Josh? The yeah, kind of sure. pointy skull thing. Yeah. Good job, art department. You did a great job again. Uh, I'm not I mean, usually wanted to be like, oh, remember twenty six. I had the worst. <laughs> they're, they're all cool again. You know. Yeah, no. they're they're all unique. Uh, the challenge itself was good. Uh, that's a problem that I've been having it like lately is same challenges over and over. I thought we had pieces of challenges that we've seen in the past, and then I don't remember that muddy net thing i don't remember
1: that so they love sticking them in mud they (laughs) love being like you're gonna get dirty in this challenge and there's just
0: nothing you can do about it i don't know if i would want to do that challenge no that was terrified i know i'm not claustrophobic usually but that just looked like i would get tangled up and i'd start freaking out i know you
1: were like a little bit behind starting the episode and i was gonna text you like this seems like other than the eating gross food that looked like the least amount of fun like oh you're gonna get stuck in this nasty mud rope drowning in mud yeah and you can't get out and can't move oh yeah that sounds like a great time it looked awful but i mean sorry again yeah bad food uh number two worst challenge would be the under the
0: grate where you can't breathe have you seen that one yet that's the second worst challenge i love watching that challenge the third sorry it's not even top three because i would say the third is that giant boulder that i still feel like will roll back on someone one day they did it in both 41 and 42. There's a giant boulder that you have to like push. Oh yeah, yeah. I just think that's going to hurt someone <laughs> one day. So, nah, well,
1: that, that's not as bad as the almost yeah. drowning. The drowning <laughs> well, yeah, the drowning well, simulator is the worst.
0: Yeah, we'll put it up for though. We'll we'll put rolling around in mud in a tight <laughs> net uh as as fourth, but before we get to what led to more Jeff talking here, we did have a few people struggle in this, uh, more specifically, Janine and Noel and really Noel, because Janine was the last one in it anyway. So she was kind of playing from behind. Um, but it's a good thing to talk about here is Noel struggles. We have this beautiful moment of everyone helping her out of the net. And I think that tribe, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, unity kind of. I cohesion. Think that, yeah, I think that was really nice to see. But Jeff stops the challenge to have a beautiful speaking moment with everyone about you really tried and Noel's in tears and we're having this emotional moment. So, Josh, my question to you is is it getting a little too is survivor modern survivor getting a little too sappy just maybe a
1: little bit i mean i will like i'll slightly push back on the stopping the challenge part because that's not like it like they were between segments yeah yeah so they didn't it it was it it wasn't like he uh, stopped it Yeah, yeah yeah so like i can't it's not i can't hate on it that much is it a little bit yes on the flip side I can imagine when you're out there for 26 days and you're Jeff Probst, who's executive producer of the show, you know, you're going to include those moments, but you don't know when those moments are going to happen. So, you know, maybe you just sort of have to roll with them as they happen, because you don't know throughout the course of the season, how many of them there are going to be. Mm. Maybe that's a little bit too much of the, of the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I think it is, you know, I'm And I'm a person that likes knowing the backstories. I don't mind generally that everybody has a compelling reason to be on Survivor. I get that. For something has, like that, it's like... Today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like, and, and I appreciate that, but I think, like, we've established that this is a good group of people and it's, you know, it's like, okay, it's a comment and move on. Like, we don't... Yes, it's a good group of people. Yes, Noel was caught in a rope. Like, they're not gonna just leave her there and be like, <laughs> screw you. Like, get out of it yourself like
0: there nobody's if there was, that callous if there was someone on season 41 which at the moment i can't remember other than danny getting emotional when he won on like the anniversary of his father's death i think um but besides that season 40 winners at war you had ethan struggling to get up the mountain during that one challenge and that was like a super emotional moment. Actually, yeah, season 41, you would have had Tiffany who struggled at a challenge and the balance beam. I'm sure someone struggled in season 42 that I can't think of. And in season 43, we have this. So now it's becoming like a regular thing that it feels like every season we're having at least one person struggle that we have to kind of like boost up in a way and be like you got this you you pushed hard which is good i mean we want people we want to encourage people like that but i had to bring it up because i was talking to a survivor player earlier that i'm not going to name that they said you know it is getting very emotional nowadays where it feels like we have an emotional scene every single episode
1: yeah and i i think i can't hate too much on the like not wanting to mock people who have tough times during... Yeah, we don't want bullying. Correct, obviously. we don't want yeah. bullying. And and there's also the, the knowledge of, like, these could go viral, and this could, you know, like, you fall, your face faceplant once on a beam, you know, you do it in, in the middle of nowhere with your buddies, ha-ha, everybody laughs, and you go away. It's very different when it's broadcast to five million people and can be, you know, looped and jiffed forever so i i get that in the moment you're gonna be like hey like this isn't an embarrassing moment like this is okay you're human um again yeah i, I think a little too much i i i'm well, not it's... gonna i'm not gonna go overboard and be like oh my god it's the worst thing ever <laughs> well, i it's, think it's a little yeah. too much but
0: it's a tough thing to kind of navigate because while i was watching i was like oh this is super sweet i love noel and i thought it was Badass that she took off her leg And she started trying that way She's like I'm going to get through this thing um, So I thought it was cool But it is kind of that moment of like Oh my gosh here's another emotional moment But then again you can't just be like If you're a survivor you can't be like We're not going to show these moments Like we, It's a beautiful thing So it's something like we want it Kind of to be lessened in a way But you can't really lessen it In a way some, something like that Last question I have for the challenge do we like? Because I know my answer, Josh. Do we like that they run? They ran it in parts. We've seen this plenty of times before. Yeah, I, 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 like, would this be a new norm? Because I loved it. What do you mean they've done that? All the <laughs> well, that's... no, they've they've done they've done it before. But what I'm saying is, moving forward, if they can, should they do this like kind of group thing where they're like? first five people who complete this move on to the next and then first three do that on a regular basis now i think do it the same way you've been doing it they've they've made on occasion I, yeah i think that's a perfect mix-in
1: no okay. I, I think all i my thing with survivors should be is is there should be variety um like for instance there was a dalton ross interview that came out today where jeff Popes was like we're never just going to have everybody make the merge again you're always going to have to earn the merge kind of thing and i'm like that shouldn't be the case either. Like, no, it shouldn't. I, I no. You know, not that I don't like earning the merge, but y- you should never have the survivors say, We know exactly what is coming. So,
0: well, you know, funny you said that, say that because that kind of goes into, uh, sorry to interrupt you here. Um, but that kind of goes into Dwight literally had a moment today with the knowledge of power that this this is where I was going to go to next. Anyway, it's kind of the hot potato game of advantage gate or whatever you want to call it, where everyone's passing the advantages around because Dwight literally says, well, we know it's the first advantage, like post merge. It's probably the knowledge is power. If you've been watching the past couple of seasons. So you bringing that up of like, it needs to kind of change and stuff. Is survivor too predictable because we literally had a player. Well, It's probably the knowledge is power. Obviously he didn't know, but he was right. It was the knowledge is power. Um, and that caused everyone to pass their idols and advantages around, which that was the nail in the coffin of survivors too nice now, because I was thinking back in the day, what would happen if everyone passed their advantages around? And I'm like, there would be at least one person who says, I'm not giving it back. At least, and like it was just like everyone was friendly, and they're like, Yeah, I'll give it back to you after this. And, and that so... person
1: then puts a huge target on their back, though, which is interesting. It's yeah. uh, I think <laughs> okay, so knowing that the survivor producers sort of do these you know, 41, 42, 43, 44, I don't think it's gonna change much for 44. Probably, not I so. hope Oh, <laughs> that, especially if 44, the same things are happening where like it's there. I hope that to the producers, that's a wake-up call because it shouldn't be that difficult to shake things up. Like, it's not. There's no. you've all, You have 43 seasons of history and advantages and steel vaults and nullify and blah, blah, blah. All, all these things that you don't really have to introduce any new twist to the game. You just have to pick and choose which twist you're going to use in any given season, whether that's an exile island or even a ghost island or a you know a uh, a uh, um a prisoner's dilemma which you know we said okay it's not great when they are all anticipating that but like you know maybe if you're at your tribe and you get something that says you know you get on this boat you don't know if it's you and two other people or just you or what possibly could be um you know i was watching uh, uh you know we're watching palau and i've made i've watched a little bit into guatemala and there's a part where they're having you know they, <laughs> i need they, they to catch up people and <laughs> I need like, there's just up. so many different sorry i shouldn't spoil yeah. this but there's just so many different things that they could be doing that it's not like they have to think of new things or invent new or spend a lot of money or whatever just switch it up year to year
0: no you i i, I for sure for sure agree and i think it really i'm sitting there It really can't be that difficult to think of a new idea either. There's anything you could pretty much do anything to these people as long as it's, you know, legal. Obviously, like you can throw any wrench in there and us as the audience are still going to be interested. I mean, take the hourglass advantage. Everyone hated it, but it was new. I mean, it it was interesting. A A pair challenge. They yeah. didn't know how to react to that. They drew
1: rocks. Okay. That, that wasn't a very like dramatic thing. Yeah. Let's try it again in 44. If they also draw rocks and it's like, all right, there's no real interest that came out of that.
0: All right, fine. So
1: maybe we don't do it in 45 and 46 and we
0: bring it back at some point
1: in the future. You it know?
0: almost feels like they're either running out of ideas or they've just gotten to the point where they're like, let's just do it. You know, let's just throw this at them. They've got like a limited list they're working with where they should have, like you said, Forty three years of experience to pull something out. Seasons, so, five years, but yes. oh, So yeah. Course, <laughs> no, yeah, my bad. So it's so been so for... a
1: lot longer than we thought. No, yeah. I think, I think they need to. I'm wondering if they're getting. I want look. We're not not Jeff Probst, yeah. but I'm wondering if there's a mindset of there is a there is a perfect way to run Survivor, and we're going to try to find that perfect way to run Survivor, versus the. There is no perfect way to run Survivor. You just have to keep changing it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, wh- I wanted to ask this question, too. I was talking to someone else the other day about this. Survivor is, I don't want to say repetitive, but it's getting to the point with these reoccurring stuff and everything that it's kind of got, like you said, in a way, a structure, right? The perfect way to run the show. It's got kind of a structure now. Where back in the day, structures changed up. It was a whole different thing every single season. Do we feel like the producers or Jeff Probst or whoever is behind this is worried about viewership or anything like that? Because I I just feel like they're worrying a little too much about pleasing the audience where I feel like the audience, we are going to be here regardless. I mean, we have gone through some terrible seasons and we've gone through phenomenal seasons. And we're still here. And from the numbers that I'm seeing, the viewership is still running Wednesday nights or one of the best Wednesday nights. So I almost feel like they're a little too worried about the viewership going down if they were to, you know, bring a villain on. I'm done talking about that. That's the only thing I'll say or something like that. They're worried about how people nowadays in 2022 going into 2023 will react to some of the stuff that used to make survivors so successful.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I, I just don't. I I, I I don't. I don't. I, um, I can't say why they're doing it. All I can guess at is to, to the, what they're trying to get at, but the, the deeper meaning, I'm not, I'm not yeah. really sure. I, he is a man. I
0: have, I, have the, by the way, the votes, uh, the <laughs> votes
1: are up on Wikipedia. I didn't catch what happened afterwards. So, uh Gabler, Janine and Owen voted for Ryan. So, uh the three Bacca's yeah. stuck together except for Sammy. Uh, except for Sammy who 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 flipped. And then Dwight and Noel voted for James. Okay. Um, so, it would indicate that Noel is now firmly on the agent. bottom. <laughs> yeah. Uh or a free agent, correct? I mean, you know, the 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 next week on Survivor was like, oh, this seven can go to the end. Oh, the Phillies are about to be losing by a bunch. Oh. Uh, this this you know, this seven can go to the end. It's like that's never going to happen. Like that, I don't. I would be shocked if that seven lasts one more episode. Like that's going to break up, and there's going to be a group of five, and Noel's going to come. Obviously, in yeah.
0: Well, well, let's talk about a small four that is now a small three, which might be a smaller two which is the Vessi tribe that a few weeks ago we were like, looked like the most cohesive tribe. And they started to break apart this episode with Jesse really starting it. It seems like Jesse really trusts Carla. And it seems like they've got a good relationship going at the moment. Um, and Jesse threw out eliminating Noel when, you know, there's other names going around. I do want to talk about James in a second. Because uh, he's kind of got a hairy position in the game, if that makes sense, or scary position or whatever. Um, but he, the votes were kind of going James or Ryan, and then James finding the advantage, whatever it was. Then everyone's like, let's go. James and Jesse was the one who kind of stood up and went, eh, what if we go Noel? Because she's gaining power, she's gaining confidence, and she could win this game. Um, And I thought Jesse did an excellent move here. We see way too many times where people want to get someone out. They put their foot down and then they keep wanting that person. And like they eventually dig their own grave by just staying on one person where he brought it up to Cody, which I thought was really risky. And Cody was like, "Mm, I see what you're saying, but I would rather get out Dwight because I don't trust Dwight. And Jesse's like, "Okay, I'm going to wait. I'll go with Cody, build trust, and then we'll try to get Noel next time, which I thought was an amazing move. Yeah, really uh, smart. And also, I mean, it helps that
1: like, it still hurts Noel. So it's like a win-win. He's like, all right, I'll let him have the move. We don't butt heads. It still gets at the alliance I want to get at. Yeah, smart. Was
0: it too soon though? Because we heard Cody asking about that, that it could have been too soon to make a move like that.
1: I mean, like you're in the final 12 of survival. Like you're at once, once you're post merge, you're making moves. Like, I don't think, like, I don't even know what that means. Is it too soon? No, like you're, you should be, is it ever too soon? You should be continually (laughs) trying to improve your positioning in the game. So, if you can direct a vote towards somebody that you want out, that's a good move. It's something to add to your resume. You're in the majority of an alliance. And now you're past that vote. You move to the next vote. I think that's how you have to look at it every time. They're just going to score more.
0: I was going to say, you sound so (sighs) sad right now. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's move on to Dwight then. And we can kind of talk about the knowledge is power that we've already done that a little bit in this episode, but we could allude back to it. But he finds this. This was new. I mean, he finds a bottle in front of, you know, the guys. I can't remember who all was there. I think it was Owen. I think Cody might've been there. Dwight. I know Owen was there for sure, Yeah, but they're getting water out. First off that bottle looked disgusting. (laughs) And I know they have to boil the water anyways, but I was just like, do we really have to put this in the water? Like this rustic bottle. And I was like, is this really the best idea? Um, They scoop it out, says there's an advantage under the camp. uh, And Everyone kind of just does their own thing of like, no, nope, we're not going to go after it till afterwards. And I was like, okay, this is BS. Someone's definitely going to grab it. James goes and grabs it. What did you think of this whole sequence, Josh? And, and then we'll go into kind of where James is at in the game. Cause it really hasn't felt like he's got a secure spot the past few weeks. It's interesting because I
1: almost think James is getting a winner's edit. Um,
0: oh, okay, that came out of left field, baseball term, right there. Yeah.
1: Yes, <laughs> um, but a bunch of people are getting. I think are getting winner's edits, but I like they just kind of keep showing James, like you know, he decides to get this idol or not idol advantage, knowledge is power. He tells a couple people about it. It's the first time the knowledge is power doesn't immediately blow up in somebody's face. You know, almost did,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: but it didn't. He, he you know he didn't play it the whole idol swap thing happened he just kind of you know let it slide um and, and he didn't get voted out so i don't know i'm just kind of maybe it's just cuz he's a Philly guy and i'm just kind of like hoping that you know he's the one um but i just wondering like it just he seems kind of like to be getting this like hey james keeps kind of like hanging around hanging around making some moves being there um everybody else is kind of being loud and james is like he's He's different than Carla, but he's also kind of playing that, like, just, you know, a little under the radar, but but very aware of what's going on kind of thing, uh, which usually bodes well. Um, I don't know. I just don't love the knowledge of power in general. Like, the fact that they brought yeah. it right back immediately. The fact that they brought it right back immediately and <laughs> put it back in such an obvious place, like, that somebody was going to find it instantly and almost certainly would be finding it with other people
0: they're really desperate to have it work I mean it was the first time we saw it was Xander that was iconic or not Xander didn't have it but it was um oh my gosh what was her name was that Shan not Shan it was um, Liliana? No. Liliana yes yes Viana? Liana, yeah, 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 that was it. I was like, Liliana didn't sound right. Liana, yeah, when she found it and then asked Sander, and he's like, no, I don't, and he passed it on. To some, that was iconic, right. and it was such like... And now what, it's just one like one the, the obvious move. Oh, somebody's <laughs> got it, let's hand it. Yeah, I
1: agree. Yeah. I, and it just goes right back to, like, Survivor can't get predictable and right now it's just a little bit predictable
0: especially for they're casting more super fans too correct and it's these are people who you know it used to be we would have a mixture of people who don't know the game and a mixture of people who really know the game and they can't do that anymore
1: understandably right like
0: if you cast
1: people if you now cast 18 people who didn't know survivor and put them into modern day survivor it wouldn't be good (laughs) It, it, it would be I mean maybe it could be entertaining for a little bit but it would generally be like <laughs> frustrating kind of like watching some I feel like there games.
0: would be a lot of arguing like a ton yes, of and just not yeah.
1: understanding and just it just wouldn't right. But so, now now they so have if to you're kind going of to then them. Have, right but then if you're going to have super fans then you can't have the game be the same way because now these are people that know the game inside the of the game and and know what to expect and are really thinking about it 24/7 when they're out there so you have to treat them differently no i agree I um, almost
0: feel like James Beth, like his best path forward would be to go with Ryan and, and bring in someone else is kind of like a tight three. I don't know. That's what I've been thinking. Even though that Ryan was kind of mean to James today yeah. when they worked together, I was like, Ooh, Ryan, that is not a good look. My guy, when he was like in his face, he's like, you have to pay attention to me. And I was like, okay. Someone's a little competitive here. Love yeah. Ryan. You're still my winner pick, but, uh, uh, so i almost feel like that's yeah i don't believe he's going to win but you know i can't back it now or can't back out now i almost feel like that would be his best path forward is get with ryan because ryan's been on the outs for what four weeks now three or yeah, four weeks I now can't.
1: this is when i start to lose track of like okay who's actually working with who and it's
0: very difficult how, how fluid season. is yeah. the
1: game it is you know, big- that kind of thing
0: it's been a very fluid season. So it's been really difficult to see like who is actually with who I still don't know to this day. Um, I will bring up this. This was an interesting point. So a guy does go home tonight in white. There are four girls left. And I, I thought for a minute, maybe Noel was going to go home and be the third. Um, I don't like to split it up into genders, but this is, something to note that a lot of girls have went home early and funny thing before the season, I was like, I like the women this season more than a guy or more than the guys. Um, Do we think if we were to make a prediction right now, is a guy going to win this season? We've seen girls win the past two in Erica and um, Marianne. There's four left. There's Carla, there's Noel, there's Janine and uh, Cassie. Or Cassidy. Is it Cassidy? I feel yeah. like I always mix it up. Yeah. So what do you think, Josh? What are, what are we thinking about these four remaining women compared to the guys? Because another one almost went home tonight. I almost wrote down Noel in my notes because I thought it was going to be Noel, and that would have brought us down the three.
1: I think it's more likely to be a guy only because I don't think Janine, Noel, or Cassidy are getting winners edits at the moment. So I think if it is going to be a woman, it's Carla. Whereas it could still be Cody. It could be James. It could be Sammy.
0: Gabler. Gabler getting a winner. Is that it? I mean,
1: (laughs) he would have to end up with the right end with the right group of people. It's not impossible. Challenge
0: Um, beast Gabler.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm. you know, I think he's less likely than those other guys. So I, I say it's more likely to be a guy only because it seems like there's more potential male candidates than there are female candidates at the moment. Um, but I don't think that it's... Possible. I don't think that the fact that there's more men than women left right now actually makes a difference.
0: You don't think the guys are going to? No, I don't think it grow. makes. I, I don't
1: think that's a. I don't think they're thinking. Good. Good.
0: Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think anyone wants that. But I had to point it out because it's been kind of a thing this season where it seems like the women are getting out. Uh, before all these men where I I thought, I said at the beginning of the year, I like the women more than the guys this season. And I've just been so wrong. I picked <laughs> Ryan as my winner pick and he'll be gone one of the next two weeks. By the way, on a future podcast, I will be wearing the cartoonish buck teeth for a little bit. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you ever heard this, but I made a bet with Abraham that if Dwight made the merge, which I said, there's no way Dwight will make the merge. None. And he made it. So now... I have to wear like those cartoonish butt teeth. Gotcha. You online. should have said that he
1: would make the jury. You would have been. Would have,
0: oh, I would have been uh, perfect. Have been. All right. Uh So I think we've covered I, everything. Yeah, I was going to say, now. I don't know. I
1: don't know if I have anything else really to discuss from this episode. It
0: was a, a solid episode. I think yeah. it was solid. Sorry that we've been away. We've been uh, super busy lately. Josh has been sick. I've been out. Abraham's been out of town. He should be back next week. And then Will is doing some school stuff. He should be back As well, I guess the last question, a couple questions I wanted to ask you to wrap us up here. Who would you say is the most underrated player heading into this final uh, final 11 here? If you were to look at everybody, someone who is kind of most
1: underrated,
0: someone under the radar that I probably would have said
1: James, because when I said that you were like, whoa, I think James could be the under the radar one. The only other one that even like Cassidy. Eh, I can't tell she I think they're setting her up to make potentially a big move next episode in which case maybe uh but I want to see that episode um the only other one I like I think Sammy is actually playing a really good game and continues to impress for being nineteen years old. but I think like if I especially if I hadn't said earlier what I said about James and then you had said who's the under the radar one then I think James would have been the perfect one to, that I would have said uh,
0: anyway. I ruined it <laughs> yes uh... well I ruined
1: it. I brought him up. And then we'll, <laughs> who, would have, well why? I, who, yeah. who would your pick be?
0: Uh, I I think Cassidy, I think okay. Cassidy is getting very under the radar game. I think um, I like what you said about Sammy. There's a lot, there's a lot, if anything about this season, there's a lot of people who could win. I still think Owen who almost got himself eliminated very early on could regroup and end up winning this game. I think he's a smart enough guy to kind of navigate his way to the ending. I really want Gabler to win. I can't can't tell you how bad I want Gabler to win. Uh, Do it for the older guys. Um, Heading in, we'll let you guys vote on the polls about who becomes the player of the week for week seven. But Josh, who should win player of the week for this week? I'm kind of torn between, I'll, I'll go first, Jesse and Gabler. I think I would lean towards Jesse for winning player of the week. Uh, week seven, I think that's where my vote would go.
1: Yeah, I might even consider James though. Mm. Really? For avoiding, for managing to get that advantage, everybody knows it, and staying safe. But Jesse, I mean, it's like funny because Jesse's biggest move wasn't his biggest move was like not making a move. His biggest exactly. move was being like. Oh, that was a good idea. So, like, does that make you player of the week? I don't know. I it, It also... Let me put it this way. I don't think there's, like, a strong, obvious contender this week.
0: No, a lot of people are going to vote Gabler. I know just because of the challenge and how long he lasted and got a lot of screen time this week. Yeah. So... All right. I think that does it. We are back and we should be back to our regular time moving forward. We do apologize for missing last week. And thank you guys for your patience as well. And still tuning in uh, to hang out with us after Survivor. Have us be your go-to podcast. Uh, Josh, where can everyone catch you on social media?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter for who knows how much longer at JM Burley. oh Yeah. No, I don't know. I, mean, I, I know. I mean, I know. No, like... I'm not going anywhere on Twitter at the moment, but oh my goodness! Oh is.
0: my gosh, you have you have a blue check mark, don't you? I do have
1: a blue check mark, <laughs> not for long, I guess.
0: Yeah, if you guys didn't, you the only thing I'll say about Twitter right now is uh, you can finally be verified for a price, <laughs> for a price. It's yeah. Oh, you guys can catch us on social media. You can catch me on social media at I'm Randy Bruce, and then you can catch our uh, podcast, social media at survivor now podcast on Instagram and at survivor now pod on Twitter. If you are, uh, watching on YouTube, please like, and subscribe to the channel. We really do appreciate it. And if you're listening to this in podcast form, uh, what, what would it be on Spotify? Is it follow? Yeah. Follow and, uh, give us a rating. I usually don't ask about the ratings, but, uh, we do appreciate that as well. Josh, I guess I'll speak to you next week and, Thank you everyone for tuning in until next time.